0: Hey guys, before we dive in today, does anyone have any trouble managing their weight right now or just need a push to get back on track? Maybe you're struggling with belly fat or just feeling overweight and don't know where to start. I have been using an incredible product that I am getting amazing results with myself, my husband, my clients. And what it does is you take a tablespoon a day There's brownie batter flavor, vanilla, five other flavors that are delicious, and this product does many things. It inhibits fat storage, improves muscle tone, has collagen to restore your youthful skin while eliminating the belly fat. It has clinical strength, CLA, which is really all about inhibiting cellular fat storage, supporting fat oxidation, reducing fat cell size. I can't say enough about this product. If you're looking for a jumpstart and just need a little help, supplementation can be your answer. As long as you're keeping up with a healthy diet, moving around and exercising in some sort of way, please reach out. I'd love to share this product that I'm having amazing and incredible results with enjoy the show. My name is Kelly Tyen and welcome to Addicted to the Climb. Hey guys, welcome to the show. You are going to learn how I overcome adversity, hear from people just like you that have faced challenges but still keep climbing. Are you ready to elevate your life and choose your path? Let's do it together. Are you ready? Let's go. Hey everyone, welcome back to Addicted to the Climb. Let me start by asking you this question. What would you do if you were told you had to live in a colostomy bag for the rest of your life? Do you even know what that is? Do any of you even know what that is? Because I know I didn't when I found this out about my guest that I'm going to introduce you to, but I know most people would have had a very hard time with this thought and wrapping their head around that. My guest today is is going to prove and show you that being an overcomer is the only way to survive this, and her sharing her story is helping and has helped so many others learn how to live a fulfilling and happy life at the same time. Leanne Hayden is a true cancer survivor and colostomy lifer. She has two podcasts out right now. One is called You Better Network, and the other is The Beautiful Bag, which we will discuss. At the age of 40, she stepped away from the successful corporate sales career to start building her own business in direct sales. She has been helping teams grow in this profession for the past decade, reaching six figures. She was also a top earner for the Tyra Banks direct sales cosmetic line, and during that time is when she survived This very rare form of cancer, which left her in the colostomy bag for life. But her motto, and I love this, is that what makes you, she's going to show you how, wait, I'm messing it up. The challenges that you face every day that make you stronger is her motto, and I will show you how to make fear your ally, not your enemy. I love that so much, and I can't wait to dive into this. Leanne is so passionate about changing people's lives in so many ways, from business to overcoming cancer, and I'm just so excited to have her back on the show today. So welcome, Leanne.
1: Thank you so much for having me. Oh, what a great intro. Thank you. Oh, well, you
0: are like rock star status with everything you've been through. And for everyone listening, this is her second time back on my show. And I wanted her back right now because it's been one year and so much has changed and evolved for all of us and her over the last year and everything she's doing. And it's just so exciting because we've been together as friends for about 10 years now. And we go back in the fitness days when we were competing on stage, having all the fun and deprivation of food.
1: (laughs) Starving, no wine. Starving,
0: no wine. It was awful.
1: Two hour (laughs) workouts. We were nothing but in the gym.
0: Oh, but you know what? How it, it taught me so much, and I'm sure it taught you so much. I mean, I I, I don't regret one day of that mm-hmm. at all. I have become so much stronger mentally with in my physical health and, you know, with food. And that's a whole thing we can dive into. But since, you know, we've met 10 years ago, we've partnered up in a few direct selling businesses in mm-hmm. one that we're currently in, which is amazing. Bye. So- before we dive into your story, Leanne, I'd love to start with a few fun questions. Okay. So let's get fired up. All right. All right. What do you do first thing in the morning?
1: Okay. I used to grab my phone and see what was going on in the world and jump right into Inst- Instagram, Facebook, scroll hole, and then be lost for an hour and look at the news and feed myself all this non-positive stuff. Um, and so recently, what I used to do is I used to get up and, and meditate and journal, right? pray, meditate journal. That's what I used to do. And then I got into this whole, you know, now I'm on clubhouse and like, what's the what's happening? We'll talk about that too. But um, so what I started to do and I legitimately, it's funny you asked this question because I just started this week. I've been getting up and I'm leaving my phone in the bedroom and I'm grabbing my pen and my book and I'm just walking myself into the living room, make a cup of coffee, sit down, open my journal. And I just start writing what is on my thoughts and what is going on in my in my head to get it on paper, because living in New York City over the last three years, I have seen and experienced so much, um, and I didn't write it all down. And I'm kind of a little bit like, oh, I should have written a lot. I mean, I've seen a lot being where I am. And I'm like, I should have gotten up and written every single day. And gosh, I could have probably had written 20 books, right? Um, so, but that's what I'm starting to do now. I'm getting up, I'm grabbing my book, I'm journaling. And then once I'm done journaling, everything that's in my thought process, then I grab my scripture for the day. And then I sit with my scripture for the day for a little while. You know, I close my eyes. I meditate on it. I pray on it. I think about what I'm
0: supposed to be doing that day. Um, So yeah, I bring my faith right into it. I love it. I do the same thing. It's the only way to start the day. Mm -hmm. I I used to do the same thing as well. Looking at my phone, scrolling, immediately I'd have awful feelings about myself, comparing why is she so successful. And So forget it. You cannot do that. You guys learn right away. Your first thing in the morning, do something positive for yourself and feed your mind with get, get the juices flowing with positivity. Mm -hmm. So I love that you do that. So you said coffee. I was going to ask if you prefer coffee or tea. I used to pre, I always had coffee. um, And then I haven't
1: drank coffee really in the morning uh, for the last year. And I was always drinking tea. And for some reason, again, it's almost like that. Make a cup of coffee. Go sit down with your coffee and your book, because um, I haven't drank coffee since August. Wow! <laughs> really, I just started having the cup in the morning, and mind you, it's like five a.m. Between five and seven a.m., I'm doing this. <laughs> early bird,
0: I'm an early bird. That
1: so book what What are you reading right now? So no, so the book. I mean, the scripture book that I read is the Message. Um, I read scripture from the message because to me, I can understand the Bible a lot more in that. I've had the original Bibles and I've read it and I'm like, be thou though. And I have no idea what they're saying. And I can't figure this out. And it doesn't make any sense to me. So um, I've been reading the, the message is the scripture book, but I literally just picked up this book um, and it's I'm looking at it right now. It's called Over, Oversubscribed. And it's a great business book. It's like how to get people lining up to do business with, business with you. And I just, I like just got the book. So it looks like a pretty easy read. Um,
0: so yeah, I'm going to just figure it I'm going to figure things out. Always feeding myself knowledge. I love it. I can't wait for you to tell me about this book. Maybe I'll try it next. Yeah, exactly. I love it. And last, before we get into your story, wine or chocolate? Oh God, wine. Oh, <laughs> chocolate. Oh. It's tough. Um, right? That's a tough one.
1: Oh, that's a tough one. Um, chocolate wine. <laughs> it, is,
0: it is a thing okay. i've never had it but i guess it's a thing it really is a thing did you ever have a piece of chocolate and take a sip of wine it's so like good. all the time so i said chocolate you can't, yeah, how can you even how can you ask that question okay we are health coaches nutrition coaches and fitness people so Seriously? having a slice of wine makes us normal we don't overdo it but we like to have a glass it's all about the balance right it is it, it is. is, it is. And you say a glass, it's a it's a pretty hefty glass. <laughs> it is, and sometimes you need a hefty glass. <laughs> right. It's okay. It's but we're okay. not promoting drinking wine. If you don't, stay away. It's all seriously. Good. Seriously. Drinking too much wine, ladies, it does increase belly fat. So realize that as well. Okay. As a health and fitness coach, I have to throw that in. Yep. So Leanne, thank you for answering those. Let's dive in it for people that haven't met you yet. Give us a little background story about, you know, I want to dive into your colostomy bag, but right now I want to talk business. Okay. So give us a little bit of your background in business in from what you used to do in corporate to where you are today.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, a long time ago, a very long time ago, I, uh, I mean, I graduated uh, in accounting, so I would go and be an, I was an accountant. So, you know, run numbers. And it's funny because my husband would always say to me, my husband now, I mean, we've been together 20 years. So he would say to me back then, he'd be like, why are you in accounting? You gotta get out in front of people. Like, take that personality and go make some cash, baby, for us, will you? So um, I started, I got into the sales career. I got into a sales career and I legitimately kept climbing the ladder in everything that I was doing. You know, I'd try one thing and I'd climb and I was, you know, at the end of the day, I ended up, I loved it. I loved sales. I loved everything that I learned about sales and, and more sales. I wanted to be more in the marketing side, but um, I loved everything that I was learning and I kept growing through it. And, and then one day, you know, back when we were doing fitness competitions, um, I was dragged by my hair to, <laughs> to an event, you know, back in the day when you'd say come to a hotel and you're like, Oh, what are they going to sell me? Um, so I was dragged and I was watching these people walk by with these huge checks and I'm like, uh, my mouth fell open. And I was like, I, I-, I can do that. I-, I want that check. Like I was hearing their stories. I'm like, I-, I can do this. Like that's, this is sales. This is marketing. This is what I do, except I can do this and I can make it for my, the money for myself and I can do it when I want to. I don't have to work 60 hours a week unless I feel like it. Um, so that's, I mean, that was my first introduction into direct sales network marketing. And that was, that was 10 years ago.
0: And you have to be a very disciplined person though. I think what, what's your opinion about, you know, when you talk network marketing thing, you know, that industry, and I love it as well. I mean, this is the company we're in together. So I Mm -hmm. am a very big fan. I love everything you just said, how you can write your paycheck You can work as hard as you want. You earn Mm -hmm. what you put in. But Mm -hmm. for those, what if you don't have the discipline to get yourself motivated every single day, or somebody comes to you and says, well, I don't know where to even start. And I don't have that tenacity, you know, to get out and go. How do you teach someone that?
1: You know, that that's a really good question. Um, it can be taught uh you have to figure out the person why the person wants to do the business in the first place so it has to come from that that perspective because if it doesn't they're never going to do it right? So if your reason for wanting to do it, like maybe they, they want to get out of the corporate world, or maybe they just want to be around a community and they don't care about the money so much. And they just want to be part of a community there. There's going to be two different reasons why someone's doing that. Right? So if somebody really wants to do it, you find out why they really want to do it. And then you tap into that reason. And then you show them how to showcase that reason as for why they're doing what they're doing. And that, will help them now network marketing does not have to be 40 60 80 hours a week you don't have to go to people's homes anymore at least the way it has changed you don't have to do all these parties and drive all this stuff and again watch the companies that you go to you don't have to, you shouldn't be having stock all over the place and having to sell your stock and you know running around because that's taking your time and you're not getting money so you really want to take a look at the companies that you go to um, but you can You can, if you're disciplined enough, take an hour, or if you only have 15 minute blocks, have those 15, 30 minute hour long blocks that you just shut everything else out of the world. And you say, I need to do these specific activities to get my business moving forward. And if you can do that consistently, and it doesn't have to be every day, you can do, again, it depends on your goals. You can, if you can sit down and just do that consistently, it will slowly grow and you'll start to have like successes right? So the first 10 no's are really going to be, they're going to hurt. The next 10 no's are really going to hurt. Doing it for 10 years and talking to thousands and thousands and thousands of people, the no's still hurt, but they don't hurt as much. You're like, you get to the point, you're just like, okay, not a big deal. Um, I'm just going to move on and find somebody that wants to partner with me or that I really want to
0: partner with as well. So what is the best part about working for yourself that you love? What is, what drives you every single day?
1: Yeah, it's what drives me every day is the freedom to make my own choices. Um, I know people are out there and they post pictures, you know, they're they're on the beach with their laptop, right? Well, I'm sorry, I'm going to the beach. I'm not bringing my laptop. My phone will be there. And if I need to answer a question, I, I'm going to answer it. So I can work from anywhere. Right. But I guess it's more the freedom of not now. All right let me back up for a sec. I had to, when everything happened with, I had, I've made seven figures in a decade, over seven figures in a decade, right? So I've had very great success in the industry and I took three years off as well. So I've made, you know, one, $1. $1.2 million in a seven year time frame, learning how to do this as a business and then growing into it and then having some consistency at the end. But I took a three-year hiatus from it. Um, and during that three-year hiatus, it was after cancer. It was after, you know, my lap, the company that I had with Tyra Banks, after she decided to close it down, um, I kind of went through this funk and I moved, we ended up moving to New York City and and living the life for the last three years. But I went back to corporate America for a year uh, because we needed money. I needed to have a job. I needed money. And I thought... I thought it would fulfill me again. I'm like, maybe I need some structure. Maybe I need to go back into that corporate world. Well, I went back and it was a sales job and I was back in an office and I had to be there eight to 530. And I was sitting in a cubicle next to people and it was so quiet in the office and it was a sales office and you had to be in the office every day in a sales office, which was very odd to me. Um, and I it was so quiet in there. Sometimes I could hear the guy sitting next to me burping in his mouth. Like that's how quiet it was. Like you could hear every conversation everybody had. It was so uh, just, I shrunk. I felt myself shrinking and I wasn't being successful because I got so used to like being big and being, you know, having conversations that I felt like having and getting to know people and networking. And even if it's online or whatever, and I couldn't really do that there. Um, And I ended up quitting. So what I found was I love what I do because I can be myself in within what I'm doing and I can have the freedom to do it eight o'clock at night, run a call like we did last night, right? Run a call at eight o'clock at night. Or if I have a call at noon or I can work out every day at 930, I don't have to worry about I'm in the office. I can't work out, you know? So it's,
0: it's that. I love it. And I, that's the same for me. That's why I chose to be part of this community, even though you were pretty much bullying me into it. <laughs> I did. I know I did. And you're welcome. <laughs> Thank you so much for staying on top of me, Leanne. You're welcome. I do. I love the whole, I love, you know, the whole ways it's set up as a company. I mm-hmm. love that they give us scripts to help us, especially new people. Mm-hmm. And I love that I have the freedom to mm-hmm. make again, the money that I want to make. And so anyone listening that is interested in entertaining the thought of network marketing, don't be afraid of it. It's just another avenue of income that might work out for you. And you just don't know until you try. And I'm just, again, thankful that you stayed on top of me and I love the products that we use. So I'm so glad that you're thriving in this as well. I mean, you do so well as a leader. So I want to congratulate you in your business. You just do so amazing. But let's jump in now to during the time where you were told the words, you have cancer. Yeah. Tell us the story. Because as I said in the beginning, my question, my opening question was, do you even know what a colostomy bag is? I'm sure there's people out there right now that still don't have a clue. So tell us, The story of what happened.
1: Yeah, and 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 most people don't. But here's a here's a fun fact: Uh, one in a thousand people in the U.S. have one. One in a thousand. One in a thousand. That's the number. One in a thousand have one, and nobody talks about it. Um, And that's probably why I'm talking about it so much. So um, what? So five and a half years ago, um, I thought I had what was assist. I went to a doctor's appointment because I was getting ready the next week to go to. I was flying out to California to meet Tyra for the first time and, and do this whole thing. Um, and I just, I'm like, I'm just feeling uncomfortable. Something's just not right. So I go to the doctor and they said, we think you have a cyst go on your trip. Come back. We'll take some tests. So they figured it out. They said, we think it's so it's, it looks like it's just a cyst. Uh, it looks like it's in like, you'll let's just go in and do a full hysterectomy. We'll take everything out and, 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 and you'll be clean. Cause my family has, you know, uh, has history in, um, you know, cervical cancer and things like that. Right. So female cancers. Um, so I said, that's fine. You know, I'm 45 years old. I'm not having any more kids. <laughs> we have five. That's good enough. So I woke up from that surgery in November and they, the doctor says, uh, I've got good news and, and I have bad news. And I said, what's the good news? Well, she goes, we, we took everything out and everything looks clean. And I said, okay, that's great. It's just bad news is whatever that was is still in you. It was so far down in my pelvis floor that they didn't want to touch it because it was so close to my rectal muscles. So she had called the colon, uh, the colon surgeon and he, you know, he's like, let's just leave it. Um, So she's like, you have to heal. It's going to take eight weeks to heal from this surgery. And then we'll go back in and then we'll go and get it. So between that eight weeks I've had. So when they first found it, it was the size of a racquetball. Um, I had two biopsies between the surgeries and then on January 15th, five years ago, which is, which is awesome because five years cancer free is, is amazing. So five years ago I went, I was under surgery for nine hours. I knew that there was a possibility of being in a colostomy bag and I learned what it was after. And I'm like, "Uh -uh ah, I'm, I, I, I did fitness competitions. I'll even put this out there. I was vain. Like, I walked around in a bikini. I worked hard on how I looked on the outside. I took care of my inside, but I worked hard on the outside. And I'm like, there is no way you're putting me in a colostomy bag. Like I'm not pooping in a bag, hanging off my stomach. Like I'm not like, that's not happening to me. And my doctor said to me, if, if it comes down to that, it's only because it's the only option I have for you. I have no intentions of doing it, but we don't know what we're going to get in there and find. So, um, the tumor, so it was a cancerous tumor, uh, it was a sarcoma tumor. They couldn't figure out what type it was, but they knew it was a very rare one. They thought it was leiomyosarcoma and it could have been, uh, a part of it could have been. Now, leiomyosarcoma, if it hits your bloodstream, um, there's nothing you can do. They, they hit you hard with radiation and chemo, but there's really almost nothing you can do with that. Um, radiation and chemo to the tumor wouldn't shrink it because it's just that strong uh of a of a cancer. It's just like I said, very rare. So when they took it out of my, it was down in my pelvis floor. When they took it out, they had to take enough of a margin to take the whole thing out. Now the thing ended up being the size of a nerf football. It was six inches long, four inches wide. And I have a picture I may told my doctor, you better take a picture of it because I want to see what this effort looks like. Um so I I have a picture of this thing and it's a reminder. I look at it every once in a while as a reminder. Like don't like life is too life is life is too important to do
0: stupid things. Um Or to not live full out. Leanne, excuse me. I want to just stop you before you continue. Because in those moments when you're going through all this in your mind, you know, you just said how vain you were. And I know Mm. I'm not going to do all that during all that time how were you keeping a positive mindset? Like, were you down? Were you struggling? Like, what were you? What were those emotions you were going through and how did you get over them? Because I know there's people, when they're down, it's very hard when you get a diagnosis and they stay down and that's how they, they don't survive. And what were you doing?
1: Yeah, so there's a few really crazy things that happened. So the month before I even had any thought, like any feelings that something was wrong, um, I said to my husband, I said, you know what book I never read? And he said, what I go, I've never really read the Bible. I think I'm going to get the Bible and then sit down and read the Bible. And I started to read it. And then a month into reading the Bible, um, first I started reading it in Genesis and and all that. And I'm like, I walk my husband's off. I'm like, God's mean, like he's burning people. He's drowning people like that. Like what? Like (laughs) the worst place to die. Like what, what is going on here? I don't know if I want to read this. Um, but anyways, I, 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 just read it and I, and I said, and that's, I ended up finding some faith in it. Um, so I would read three, I would read three chapters, not three chapters. I would read three pieces of a chapter every day and, um, and start to learn and really, and really feel, feel, fall into it. So I found some faith in that. So that was a little helpful. Um, I started to learn how to pray. I threw temper tantrums. Like I legit, between the two surgeries, I was throwing temper tantrums. I'd be like, I'm not done yet. I don't want to leave this world. What in the heck is happening? This isn't fair. It's not right. I've done everything right. I eat clean. I work out. Like I take care of myself. Why is this happening? Like I would have these massive temper tantrums and I would let it happen. I would let it all out and I didn't hold any of it in. And like, and I would have these temptations most times when nobody was in the house, like everybody was gone. Cause I'd yell out loud and, um, and then, and, and it felt good to get it out of my system. And then, and then I started to say, what am I supposed to be learning from this? Let me just sit with this. I never said the words, hate, fight, um, cancer sucks. Like I never use negative terminology. I use positive terminology. And I use things like, what am I learning from this situation? What is this tumor? And I would sometimes sit down and say, all right, tumor, why are you here? What what is what is the reason you're here? Like I don't understand it. So tell me, right? Um, mind you, it never told me, but <laughs> I tried to do it. But back. Leanne,
0: it did tell you because oh. your that your pain is turned into a purpose right now and it's yep. just incredible to know what all those things you just said god used you started praying you started a relationship with god and he took that pain and here you are today oh, using yeah. it for your purpose to help others it's incredible oh.
1: Without a doubt, without a doubt. And I, um, you know, so I mean, I I, I let myself feel the feels, um, but I also said I'm supposed to learn something. And sometimes what one thing that I had done too was I would lay on the couch and I'd meditate. And in the meditation, I would, I would see, I'd picture, you know, the happy smiley emojis. I'd picture those running through my, my body, like instead of the white light that sometimes you do in the meditation, like through your, up through your toes and all through that, I, I did the happy smiley faces, right? I said, okay, where are you now? Um, just to kind of keep myself in a better position. Um, A couple of strange things did happen. I did get woken up in the middle of the night one time to a voice saying, get on your knees. Um, And I did. I rolled right out of bed and got on my knees. I don't remember praying. I don't remember what I said. I don't remember any of it. I just got on my knees and I felt calmer and I went back to sleep. Um, Right before I was rolled into my surgery, I was scared, right? Everybody was afraid because I didn't know if I was gonna wake up from this surgery because I wasn't sure what they were gonna go find or if they would poke it the wrong way and then all of a sudden it's you know mass you know, it, it it it's hitting everything and who knew, right? So it's 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 scary. And so right before I was rolled into surgeries, I felt a hand on my shoulder and I looked over and no one was there, but he was there. And all I felt was peace. Like I just felt this big peace run through my entire body, like you're going to be okay. Whatever happens, you're going to be okay. So when I woke up from that surgery, I, uh, my doctor came in and he said, I go, did we get the effort? Like that was the first thing out of my mouth. Did we get the effort? And he started laughing. He goes, yes, we did. We got all of it. And I'm like, all right, cool. And then he walked away. And cause I usually don't remember anything coming out of anesthesia. And he turned around and he looked at me and he goes, oh, we'll talk. We'll talk later. And he walked out and I was like, oh, I'm in a bag. Like I like, sat with me like I'm in a bag. So my poor husband comes in. He's like, hey, honey, longest day of his life. And um, I said, I'm gonna, I didn't even say hi, honey. I love you. Nothing. I looked at my, head, I'm in a bag, aren't I? And he goes, and he nodded his head. He goes, yes, you are. And I went, you know what? Okay let's get going. We got to get out of the hospital. I want to go to California next weekend. And he's like, this is the drugs talking, like whatever. And my doctor's like, you're not going anywhere. Like you're here in the hospital for a week. I go, no, 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 no. This is Friday. I'm out Monday. I'm flying Saturday. End of discussion. Like that's what I'm doing. And, and I did, I did. Um, I went back to the room. I said to the nurses, I go, they're like, we want to get you up and get you walking. I go now you want me up now. And they're like, no, why don't you sleep a little and then we'll get you walking. I got up the next morning. I fought through the pain, the, the nausea, the anesthesia, all that feeling after a surgery like that. And all I remembered was because my mom's a nurse, her saying, just walk, just keep walking. And it, you get the anesthesia comes out of your body. Like, just keep moving. The, the sooner you get up and move, the sooner you're out of the hospital. I, so I just got up and moved and walked and um, left the hospital on Tuesday, not Monday, Hit, left the hospital on Tuesday and really was on a plane on Saturday and flew to California.
0: <laughs> this is incredible. I mean, you're a fighter. There's no taking you down. Oh, yeah. There's no oh, yeah. taking you down. I mean, it, it, it's it, it's such an incredible story. And if you guys don't follow her yet, you have to go to her Instagram because she does post pictures with her bag. Mm-hmm. And she's sharing this with the world right now. And this is leading me into her podcast. One, she has two podcasts out. And let's talk about that. You created a podcast about your ostomy bag called The Beautiful Bag. I did. I did. And that's a new one.
1: I mean, my You Better Network, I started last year. It's all about network marketing and business. And after everything that happened, I kept saying, I don't want my ostomy bag to be like the thing that everybody looks at me and says, oh, she's the girl with the ostomy bag. Like I I, I fought it for quite a bit, quite a while. And I just kind of started to try and keep going into the old person that I was. Um, with the old successes that I was. And I said, and I kept saying, you know, God, I know I'm supposed to be doing something and I'm not listening to you. Um, I, I, you know, cause I just, I kept almost fighting to do it. I would post pictures here and there. And I would, I would talk about it here and there. And last year there was a story that went around of a little boy who was probably 11 years old, who committed suicide because he was in an ostomy. And, um, he was made fun of in school uh, and he was bullied in school because he was in an ostomy bag and his poor mother um, had found him, he had, he had hung himself. And um, when that story came out, I said, we need to be louder about how normal it is. One in a thousand people in the US alone, that's a lot of people. And it's, it's more normal than people realize. Um and we need to break the stigma of disgusting, how disgusting it is. Um, yeah, we poop in a different place, but it's not like we sit in it all day long. I mean, you feel it, you know what's happening. You just go in the bathroom and you change your bag. It it's not it's not what people think. I mean, here's but you can take a road trip and not have co- and have your coffee and not have to worry about having to pull over and, and poop in a public place, like ever. You can be pooping in public places, but you're not sitting on
0: a dirty toilet. <laughs> I love it. It's <laughs> half full. You can fly you long go to Hawaii and not get up. We <laughs> can do anything. You can do
1: anything, right? You can do anything that you want to do with it. Um so it really, when I heard that, that was one story, and that re- story really moved me and and a couple of other stories that because I talked to people who who potentially could be in colostomies, I talked to them. And um, one, a lot of people don't understand what life is like. Two, A lot of people, again, think there's a stigma around it and think it's absolutely disgusting. And there are are tons of people that will let cancer take them over and would rather leave this world with cancer or Crohn's or whatever disease they may have because they don't want to be in an ostomy because they have this thought or this fear that that they can't live a life or that they're going to be disgusting or it's going to be gross. There's going to be moments, but there's moments anywhere, right? You can have an accident anywhere um, in real life without a bag. So- I so I I kept saying, okay, okay, okay. I kept hearing like God's just tapping me on the shoulder going, I put your purpose on your body on the outside. So you have to see it every day. Do you want me to be any clearer of what you're supposed to be doing? Like, that's the message that I finally heard. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, all right, fine. So I created the beautiful bag as a podcast. Um, I put part of my story. I've interviewed, I have interviewed probably 10 people in two weeks. So I've got the next 10 weeks of stories of people and their ages are, you know, they've been in bags since they were in their mid twenties, uh, older, younger, like there's men, women, the stories that are coming out and the people that I'm interviewing are, uh, there's such a connection. Um, There's such a connection. And I think that it's very,
0: people just need to know. Absolutely. It's such a beautiful story. And everything you're doing is incredible to help and encourage other people. And I think Giving them a platform and a space to talk about their story is is incredible in itself. I mean, like you said, building a community with people, that's what we do, you and I. We Mm -hmm. love building community and putting like-minded people together that want to rise up above our circumstances because mm-hmm. life is hard no matter what you're going through but you starting this podcast and just bringing these people into a community to talk about it and share their stories it's just so uplifting and I mean I, I have goosebumps just listening to you talk about it you know and in just it's a glass half full mentality mm-hmm. you can't be woe is me because nope. everybody's suffering with something Yep. And,
1: and again, that's why I called it the beautiful bag and, and it has hit people, not just people in bags. Um, it's people who have had cancer and are fighting things, or it's people that just are insecure about other situations that are going on in their lives. And they're like, well, wait a minute, if she's living a life that full with that circumstance, how come I can't, or, you know, or maybe I should, or maybe there's, maybe I, I'm trying, I want to be an inspiration. I want to change, the stigma around ostomies first. Um, that's my biggest passion because it's part of me, but I, I want to move the world and I want to move the world. I want to shift it to a better place. Um, I want
0: to shift it to a better place. Mm. That's so, that's thats amazing. I think you're just so passionate about seeing others mm-hmm. succeed and it's mm-hmm. just shining, oozing out of you and, and mm-hmm. your business as well and your social selling, your mm-hmm. network marketing. I mean, that's the same thing there. It's mm-hmm. all about helping people win and feeling yeah. successful at the end of the day and if you can put a hand in on that and help them and hold their hand and lock arms together mm-hmm. it's the best feeling in the world i mean it, it truly is
1: it mm-hmm. truly truly is it's um, i mean i've i've done the network marketing industry like i said for 10 years now and and nothing gives me more fulfillment than seeing somebody win and whether it's and it doesn't have to be a cash thing. It's it's mm-hmm. somebody who's afraid to to do a Facebook Live for the first time, and you walk them through what to do and how to do that, and then you be the first one on their audience. You know when they're turning on the camera, uh, it's the support you give to people and watching them just grow, just grow, just a little bit every day
0: um, in themselves. There is nothing more fulfilling than that. Agree. I love I I love that. So what. I always ask people at the end as mm-hmm. we close so what are you climbing towards next?
1: Oh gosh girl um you know climbing towards next it really is um I'm I'm truly focused this year on 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 two things my podcast um, and, and my network marketing business. Like I have so many other things that come at me all the time. Like people like try this business or be an affiliate over here or go over here and over here. And, and, and the past Leanne would have tried everything, right? Like say yes to everything and see what happens. And to me, I'm like, no, no, no. I really need to zone in and stay focused on the two, th- on the things, the two things that are important to me. It's the podcasts. And yeah, there are two of them, but I'm okay with that because there's two different, to- totally two different to- topics, but it's something I'm passionate about. Um, and then growing my network marketing business and locking arms with my people and helping them win.
0: Um, those are the only things I'm focusing on. So if somebody wants to reach out to you, where do you suggest they go? Yeah. The best place
1: that I'm on all the time. All right. Now it's two, but the best place, the first place I've been on all the time is Instagram. And it's my name, Leanne Hayden. Um, if you search me, Leanne Hayden, you can find me on Instagram, uh, my new website is getting launched on Monday. I had to revamp one of my old website because my old website was Leanne in the city and we are moving out of the city back to New Hampshire in a couple of weeks. Um, so I revamped it back to just being Leanne Hayden uh, to showcase the podcast as well. But Leanne Hayden on Instagram. And if you're on Clubhouse, if you're on Clubhouse, um, definitely follow me on there because that is where I legitimately am like every day in the
0: moments that I have quiet time right now. I love Clubhouse. If you guys aren't familiar yet, reach out to Leanne or myself because actually, Leanne, tell them about what we're starting. Oh, yes, I
1: know. I love it. So we're going to start weekly rooms um, every single Friday uh, at 1230. So we're going to jump from us recording this right now and jump onto our clubhouse room that we're hosting so we're going to host a room every single Friday at 12 30 and it's called uh it's the podcasters network and it's for anybody who wants to who is a podcaster and is looking for collabs with other people it's where we can connect other podcasters together because I think collaboration collaboration in this world is key your network is everything um and also, if you want to learn about how to do a podcast, I mean, we're going to teach and train everything. So we'll be on Clubhouse every single Friday at 1230. Just look for the podcaster network or follow us and you'll and turn ding the bell, like hit that bell and you will be notified when we start our our classes. There are um, our, ty- our talks there
0: um every single Friday, at 1230. I am so excited for that. I am, too. I can't wait, I love the Clubhouse, too, as well. Well, this too. has been such an uplifting and inspiring pot show today. So I want to thank you for being here and thank you for everything that you're doing for others and just the encouragement that you give to other people. I hope you guys follow Leanne and I just want to thank you again. Thank you. I wish you the best of success.
1: Thank you, my love. And thank you so much for having me here today.
0: You're very welcome. And guys, thanks for tuning in today and you know it until next week keep on climbing. If you love this episode, make sure you guys tag me. And because I appreciate you all so much, I am offering you 10% off my course, Addicted to the Climb. You can find that on my website, kellytian.com. Make sure to spell it K-E-L-L-E-Y-T-Y-A-N. Until the next time, keep on climbing.